Welcome back to the Climate Deniers Playbook. I'm Raleigh Williams. And I'm Nicole Conlon. And we got three dogs in the office. The ideal way to record a podcast. Harmony! You soundproof the office and then you add three rogue goblins (laughs) into the mix and you got yourself a podcast. You know what? This is just the life we're living and we like to live real, like my tattoo says. (laughs) Live real. Roll for life. Live real. Roll for life, Raleigh is making fun of me because I used to date a semi-professional rollerblader who had a tattoo of rollerblades that said roll for life on it. Yeah. That's not a joke. The semi-professional had big quotation marks around it on his resume. (laughs) He got stickers. He got stickers. That's true. (laughs) You guys, we're back. It's season two, episode zero. Mm -hmm. And what does that even mean, Nicole? Well, Raleigh, it means that we're going to give a little preview of this season. We're going to talk about a funny clip that you found, and we're going to answer some Patreon questions. We might not do any of that, because I'm about to take a bone away from Nicole's German Shepherd, and <laughs> that might be the end. That might be the last thing I ever do. So if I if, if it cuts out and it's an ER scene, then that's, that's what happened. And we're back. Two hands. I didn't even get bit that bad by your... Dumb dog. <laughs> Raleigh didn't. For the, I need to clear my dog's name. She did not bite anybody at all. She's very sweet, just very anxious. That's true. And I, you know what? I have an anxious dog too. So game recognize game. <laughs> Nicole, we got a podcast. Yes, we got an official, honest to god podcast with a logo and a whole season. After having so many projects that I've been so excited about just fall apart before ever becoming anything. I prefer Wither on the Vine. (laughs) I'm very proud of us for having a full season of podcasts and now a teaser for a second season. That's right. And not just any podcast, Nicole. We got on a couple of charts. Uh I think at one point we were like top 30 in the Netherlands comedy podcast. <laughs> Raleigh, we were we were top 30 in America's comedy podcast. Who gives one honk about America, Nicole? <laughs> the Netherlands is the market you want to break into. Yeah, we're, well, because they're listening to a lot more podcasts because they're walking everywhere, <laughs> biking right. everywhere. Yeah, in a car, podcasts simply do not work. <laughs> it's too loud. But yes, that is true. Um, and, and we didn't get on that list. The listeners... Listening to it put us yeah, on the baby. list. So thank you so much if you're out there, listeners. And double thank you if you're a listener who joined the Patreon page. That's so cool. There's a literal Patreon community for this podcast. And I, I'm blown away. And I just wanted to say thank it's you so dang much. Crazy. Anytime somebody pays legitimate currency for something that I have done, I am always shocked and flattered. And look, Raleigh, as a woman on the internet, I learned long ago not to read the comments. Don't read the comments. But let's read some comments. All right. Let's see what the, if you're a new listener, this is what the world has to say about our podcast. And if you're a new listener and you decided to start with the season two teaser instead of listening to any of the episodes from season one, interesting choice, my friend. I like your style. Look, I welcome them no matter what episode they start with. Oh, don't high road me. I also welcome them. I welcomed you first. <laughs> I welcome more. I welcome I, I welcome double welcome. Harder. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's uh let's read some of these reviews. Sounds huh? great. Okay. Uh this first one is from Vips Warb to Brapful Grek from Sweden. Fantastic. Five stars. Oh. 
Thank you for this podcast. I love it. It's both informative and funny. With love from Sweden. That is so nice. Thank you. Whoops for Brekfulbergrick. Is this really the name of this person? It's. I can't imagine it's a oh, real name, but no. I know so little about Swedish that it could be. All right. Um, this is from Amy Went Out in Great Britain. Okay. Amy Went Out. Amy Went Out. I don't know where Amy is. She done went out. Amy Went Out. All right. Um, I like the subject matter and the thoughtfulness of the podcast, but I think the guy talks too much compared to his co-host, and I'd prefer a more even split. <laughs> Wow. Okay, note taken. Four out of five stars. And the title was Good Stuff Needs Less White Guy. <laughs> Amy went out because she was tired of hearing you talking. Amy done went out to find another podcast. <laughs> what does respect its other hosts? I'm sorry. You know what, Amy went out? This is this is a review I will take to heart because I, I believe it comes from a place of, of honesty and I will try to... Um, let Nicole talk a little more. Meanwhile, and what I'll do when, when I'm when I'm letting Nicole talk a little more, I'm gonna try to set her up a little bit better, because she just like struggles a lot when I do like when I when I just like leave it to her, and so I just like yeah. I and I'd up. like to add. Well, to I do that, have to but... set up when. Sorry, Nicole. One sec. Um, and I'm just gonna make sure that I'm like leaving space for Nicole. Sure, and moments. just piggybacking in, off in of Nicole's that. moments when she has her moments. Uh, meanwhile, I'm gonna try to steamroll. Let's Raleigh. do one more comment here and. Uh, <laughs> And I'll I'll do that comment. Uh, Amy Dunn went back out from Fexy three two five four from the Czech Republic. My favorite chill session. Oh my gosh, how much I love this podcast. Here from the climate town, and I am not disappointed. Keep it up and add more episodes. Five stars. Well, Fexy three two five four, you're in luck because this is the first new episode of what will be a new season. All right, Nicole. Enough about. Dusty old season one, which you can still go back to and is all completely relevant. Uh-huh. So if you want to listen to that, please go do that. I'm sorry I called it Dusty. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about what people can expect from season two. I think we're finally going to crack this code. I think we're going to finally debunk all of climate denial in season two. Yes, Raleigh, we are going to challenge all kinds of new climate disinformation myths like we can just plant trees. And are there just too many people to stop climate change? You know, electric vehicles are just as bad as gas cars. I don't know if you know this, Nicole, but it's not always sunny in the nighttime. Solar panels can't possibly work. And Raleigh... I'm going to own up, and I'm going to do a whole episode about a piece of climate disinformation that tricked me. Oh, baby, I cannot and wait I'm to hear so that I'm so smart. You are really smart. I can't believe that happened. I'm going to say this for real. Nicole, you're very smart. Oh, thank Did you. You, know you, turned my, you turned my bit into an earnest compliment. Well, I'm pretty good at it. Man, that is a lot of episode topics. I wish those episodes were already out, because that's going to be a lot of work for us to do. <laughs> Tell me about it. And I am anxious about it. <laughs> Okay, Nicole, I saw a clip that I was trying to slot into one of the episodes, and it just didn't fit, but it was too perfect to not play at some point on this podcast, and you know what? This is the perfect place for that clip. Ooh, I can't wait. So I'm just going to have you cold react to it, and it features your favorite guy. This is uh, Tucker Carlson from this year on his- 2024? 2024. Oh, wow. On his x.com show- We often refer to our main sources of energy as fossil fuels, oil, natural gas, coal. They're fossil fuels because they come from fossils. (laughs) Okay. Sure. No beef there. Organic material, forests, jungles, plankton, dinosaurs. What if the next hour was just him listing Listing off other dinosaurs? (laughs) 
Trilobites, uh, um, Stegosaurus, uh, uh, Pokemon. Uh, <laughs> also, real quick, most like it's not really dinosaurs. It's like peat. Yeah, right? it's, it's like it's ancient organic peat. matter, ferns and shit. Yeah, yeah, it's mostly plants. Not I'm sure there's some dinosaurs in your gas tank, but it's like peat. I played bass for dinosaurs in your gas tank. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it is. It is not dinosaurs, but dinosaurs are the most like photogenic of the things that sure. we explode to make our. They're cars the Cindy go. Crawford of fossils. Well, yes. I also have a note here to update your references, Nicole. <laughs> but yes, they're the Bella Hadid of fossils. Too far, too far. Bring it back. All right, they're. Jeez, the Naomi Campbell. She's still working. Uh, too, too, too far back. <laughs> She's still working. I don't care. She's okay. still working as a uh, grandmother. Geez. Uh, Kaya Gerber. Wow. The I don't know who that is. Cindy Crawford's daughter. Get no, off Brooke of the Crawford train. There's Anya Taylor-Joy. Thank you. The Anya Taylor-Joy of Her fossils. eyes are too far apart. Like Jesus Much Christ. like a brontosaurus. <laughs> she, well, she's a prey actress. The predator actress has their eyes pointing straight forward. That's right. That's right. Gal Gadot's eyes are locked in on you. <laughs> All right, here we go. Plankton, dinosaurs, held under the ground for millennia, they transform into oil, gas, and coal. Love it. Sure. Okay, Great. so Great far job, that seems Tucker. right. Yeah. Everybody thinks that's true. On the other hand, there's evidence that maybe it's not the whole story. If that's where fossil fuels come from, if that's how hydrocarbons are made, then how come they're found so deep under the oceans and at the top of the earth? Sesame Street. Oscar the Grouch lives in a trash can. Uh Everybody thinks that's true. (laughs) But did you know that the Major League Baseball is also on television? (laughs) It's like, that's not, that doesn't conflict with the the first part. What are you talking about? How did dinosaurs even get on top of a mountain? (laughs) Uh, I've never seen a dinosaur in hiking shoes. (laughs) That's how he would say hiking boots, by the way. Hiking shoes. All right, here we go. How come one of Saturn's moons, according to scientists, has more oil and natural gas than Earth? Were there dinosaurs and planktons and forests at one point on one of Saturn's moons? Probably not. He looks like (laughs) it is hurting him to think about this. I think this, it's it's like a parody of a Tucker Carlson thing. If you're trying to do a fake Tucker Carlson bit, I think this is the bit you would write. But he's saying like, oh. They say men are from Mars and women are from Venus. So why are we sending women to the moon? (laughs) What? (laughs) I'm just asking questions. (laughs) Anyway, so this, I mean, it goes on for fucking 48 more minutes. But it's, by the way, I want to say, so (laughs) he he put timestamps. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He put timestamps in the tweet that shares the video. First one, fossil fuels in space. Second one, global warming throughout history. Third one, outside forces are ruining science. And the fourth one is evidence of God. What a fucking <laughs> hero move. This man understands social media. All I want to do is click on every single one of these. I want to go straight to evidence of God. Oh, which yeah. also then he then he basically gets views for the entire episode if you skip straight to evidence of God. This is honestly, he'd be a good social media manager. And this is why he's one of your favorite guys, Nicole. <laughs> Well, okay, so that goes on for a long time. But the best part is the guest for this whole episode is Dr. Willie Soon. What? That's right. If you listen to season one, episode three, 
you'll hear a lot about Dr. Willie soon. Yeah. And he is the guest on Tucker's episode. That's wild. I guess it's, I should know better than this because I host this podcast. But like when we talked about Willie soon, I was like, he was active in like the early 2000s mm-hmm. and now he's gone, but he's back, baby. No, he's, ne- he's like he never ballet left. flats. They're coming back around. And they are still uncomfortable. Truly. This video is 48 minutes long. It's a treasure trove of important science facts, <laughs> including God exists in Florida. Yeah, I will say I've I've heard a lot of different climate denial tactics. I've never heard how come we didn't find dinosaurs on Saturn? Or maybe or they're th- there and we just haven't looked for them. <laughs> maybe. So it's there's a lot to explore. That's true. So maybe we'll maybe we'll give it a watch on like a special Patreon episode. Ooh, fun. Or maybe we won't. <laughs> <laughs> now, Raleigh, Tucker Carlson is just asking questions. It's true. Uh, but you know who else asks questions? Our patrons from Patreon. Uh, That's one of the benefits of signing up for our Patreon. You can ask your cues and we will A them when we get time. We're A-ing all over these cues today. (laughs) Um, We Actually, our our patrons sent in a bunch of good questions that I would like to ultimately answer more of them. Um, But just for the teaser episode, I picked a few. Um, So our patrons are very smart, which isn't a prerequisite. If you're stupid, you can sign up for our Patreon. I will not stop you. I'm going to say it right now. There is a screening process. <laughs> it's mostly um, like which of these pictures has a street light in it. <laughs> but you got to pass that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you can ask us all the cues that you want. That's right. Um, and we got a ton of good questions. And I we don't have time to answer all of them today. But I want to get to the rest of them in future episodes. And some of them are so good that we're going to do whole ass episodes about them. Um, but there's a few that I think we can cover right now. Dear Nicole, how do you get your hair to be so shiny? (laughs) I don't wash it that much and it gets oily, which reflects the light. Okay. This question comes from Parth, uh, and I'll pitch it to you, Nicole. Do you think that climate change is a legitimate slash rational reason to avoid having kids? I saw people debating this online, and I didn't know this was a legitimate fear for people, so I'm curious what y'all's thoughts on that are. Uh, thanks, Parth. Thanks, Parth. Um, this is a tricky question because I'm personally not having kids because I don't want them. Right. You you famously scared of kids. <laughs> yeah, they, they freak me out. They're too strong. <laughs> Um, uh, so I think we're going to talk a little bit about this cause we're doing an episode about overpopulation this oh, season. Yeah. So we'll get more into it in that episode. But my feeling about having kids is like, if you've always wanted to have kids, uh, and you're worried about climate, have kids and raise them to be climate activists, you mm. know, really educate them about what the issues are. Um, I, I, I hate it when it's like the Another children are Another soldier for God's army. <laughs> yes. Uh, like people who are like the kids are going to save us are like well we really also need to be working on saving us and like saving the planet for the kids but like you know society must go on life must go on i don't think you should give yourself a smaller life because you're worried about climate change but like that person can become a big force in the climate movement yeah i think that's a great answer um i too am afraid of children because <laughs> I, I lose them all the time you know like i take yeah. them to baseball games and i come back with two of the wrong ones sometimes um no I, I i'm not personally planning on having kids uh but i think it's like yeah we're gonna you people need to have kids especially people who are like 
concerned about the things that are crises. Mm -hmm. So if it fits into your life, uh, don't let that be the one reason why you're not having kids, I guess. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Raleigh, we nailed that question. Oof, duh. Great job. Um, Okay, this question is from Jeremy, and it's for you, Raleigh. Oh. Will Nicole ever make it into one of your videos, Raleigh? Wow. Okay. A little pointed. Um, <laughs> why did you just text a Jeremy that you owe him $20 on your phone? <laughs> Thank you, Jeremy. Um, no. First of all, Nicole and I have been in, I'm going to conservatively guess, 40 videos together. Yeah. Um, if you would like to go back into the archives, Conlon Williams Comedy on YouTube. You might YouTube. also still be able to search for Stevedore Comedy, but I think I changed our name on all of them. I think, yeah, Nicole, there was a time when we thought, like, Stevedore, that's going to be a great name because it's like a boat. It's fun to say. It's fun to say. It's it's one of my favorite stopper knots uh-huh. that you can tie in a rope to prevent the running end from slipping back through the standing end. As we all know. As we all know and love. Um, but people were just like, oh, Steve Dorr. Yeah, nobody could say it. Yeah, like we were a strong bad <laughs> character or yeah. something. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so Nicole and I have like a fucking litany of sketches with very wildly different quality and comedy yes. levels, I would say. <laughs> we have some real bangers and we got some, we got some stinkers in yeah. there. Um, but no, I, uh, Nicole actually also has a YouTube channel called world on fire. Please subscribe. Please subscribe. Please subscribe. And, uh, yeah, I think, I think at, you will see Nicole in an episode of climate town at some point. Yeah. There'll be a crossover episode, but you'll never see Raleigh on my YouTube channel. It'll be like, uh, I'll be like Wilson from home improvement. (laughs) (laughs) Just the top of my face. Topical. Yeah. Thank you. Wait, is that topical? No. Okay. Got it. I was like, did he die? Like, okay. (laughs) I mean, he may have. I have no idea. All right, Nicole, this question comes from Carter. Now that you've been through the master's program in urban planning, did it have as much of a focus on environmental issues as you might have hoped? Is it a field in which you believe a difference can be made compared to something more general such as environmental science? Thanks. Thank you, Carter. Um, uh, Short answer is um, yes, it did have a focus on environmental issues, but maybe not in the way that you'd think. My focus was on transportation um and largely public transportation and active transportation and nicole was late today <laughs> <laughs> that's not true that's not true i was here right at 10 30 i'm i'm okay i believe it <laughs> i believe it big um, wink okay um the focus was on public transportation and active transportation where the baseline assumption was getting more people out of cars and onto trains or onto bikes or on their feet is good for the environment so mm-hmm. we didn't talk about the environment necessarily it was just like as we're pursuing these goals that is good for the environment i also have a certificate in sustainable land use and that obviously did have a focus on Mm. environmental issues um i do think that it's a field where a lot of change can be made um the reason that i left the field is because los angeles is like a uniquely frustrating place to do urban planning plus you hit that guy on a bike yeah i had to leave Yeah. yeah I do think it's a field where somebody can make a lot of change, particularly somebody who maybe doesn't have the bandwidth to go back to school because you can always mm. go to community meetings and stuff. It's something that's like the entry level is fairly low and the potential for environmental benefit is very high. Awesome. In my opinion. And remember, Nicole began that sentence with the short answer is. <laughs> <laughs> the we- long answer is a two year master's degree. Um, Raleigh. Yes. Uh, we- so we got a bunch of questions from somebody named Zazeni. Oh, okay. I guess is how you pronounce that. Zazeni, Zazine. Um, and uh, so many questions that we can't answer them all right now. And some of them overlap with future episodes. So I'm just going to ask you a couple. Lay them on me, Zazini. Okay. Uh, as we transition away from fossil fuels, won't the lower demand drive prices down? Yes. 
Yeah, that's that is going to be another real speed bump to hurdle over where because demand drops and now fossil fuels are cheap again, they're going to be the cheap option. People are going to want to use them because they're the cheap option. So there's going to be another it's like the death throes of an orangutan um, where <laughs> like orangutans get really cheap. If you, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, if you just priced out orangutans these days, unaffordable. <laughs> um, no, I, I remember in the book, The Princess Bride, mm-hmm. Prince Humperdinck is actually kind of a beefcake and like fights orangutans. Really? Yeah. It's crazy. Wow. It's an amazing book. It's I can't be- they it, took that out of the movie. I got to say, book is better than the movie. Interesting. Controversial. Okay, maybe I'll read it. Uh, um, the other thing is like, yes, I think that is going to be a problem, but it's going to be, um, I would think more of a hurdle than a roadblock because mm. as we phase out things that use fossil fuels and infrastructure that requires fossil fuels, even if gas is really cheap, if you don't need it, there's no demand for it. So like right now my demand for gas is high because I have like a gas range and gas heat in my apartment. Um, and I have a, like a plug in hybrid car that still uses gas. But when we move and sell my car or switch to an electric car, then I'm going to have electric range, electric heat, electric car, and just like not as much need for gas. So, Mm. you know, I personally, it it won't change the grid, but if you don't have stuff that requires fossil fuels, then you don't need the fossil fuels. Nicole is bearish. I'm bullish. Meet us back here in (laughs) 10 years and we'll find the answer. Did you ever watch that show? There was a show on the Discovery Channel that was like animal fights. And it was like, what would happen if a great white shark fought a saltwater crocodile wow i cannot like what a what a show whose hypothesis would be so easy to test yet you never could correct but. um okay so any asked another question even if we do get to 100 percent renewable energy what if we just spend all the energy doing stupid shit like making computers heat up to mine crypto i mean goddamn, has he hit on something you know what i just assumed zizeni's a dude problematic i'm Canceled. so sorry you know what Re- Anti, I got my reverse card. <laughs> You're canceled, what? Nicole. Yeah, sorry. I gotta start. Or I'm reverse cards. canceled. I'm immediately so you're, Hollywood's number one heartthrob. I think that one. Is yeah, true. that'd yeah. be pretty cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely like the the problem of induced demand. I think we actually saw it with the Bitcoin revolution mm-hmm. a couple years ago, where like a ton of energy was utilized by uh, Bitcoin mining. Because that's like the point of Bitcoin. It's it's crazy. They're like, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's something to watch out for, and I think it's going to take some good governance and some like people who have some restraint, yeah, to get around. Yeah. Great answer, Raleigh. Great answer. It's Family Feud now. Great answer. Uh, this is a question from Finley. I loved season one. Can't wait for more amazing episodes. I'm a 25 year old working for NYC DOT, Department of Transportation. Family. Way God to go. Bless. Um, what are your thoughts on the equity impacts of congestion pricing? How do you address the long-term benefits of a sustainable transportation transition while acknowledging the current difficulty that poses to some people, especially folks with disabilities, older adults, families, low-income suburban commuters, etc.? Finley, what a difficult question to answer. <laughs> the, so I, w- I actually would maybe like to do like a Patreon episode all about congestion mm. pricing, particularly because some news just came out this morning that I haven't had time to read yet about um, New Jersey Transit price hikes which okay. are, are going to come into play my overall thought about this is a lot of times wealthy and powerful special interests will use in the least derogatory way weak people as sort of a fig leaf weak losers yeah, yeah weak yeah. losers Idiots, who i basically. don't respect yeah. <laughs> to um like as a fig leaf to kind of cover up like what their actual moneyed mm. interests are and a mm. lot of times that is 
disabled people. A lot of times that is like working class people. Uh, I think another example is they're um, right now trying to get rid of Chevron deference. And they're saying that it puts too much burden on these fishermen who have to carry monitors. Um, mm. And it's easy to feel sympathetic for working class fishermen, but it's funded by Charles Koch. <laughs> like he's the, he's the, <laughs> the main ultimate guy. working class fisherman. Yes. I mean, he works so hard. That's why he has all that money. Um, so I, I do think there are equity concerns. And that's why when we talk about a transition to better infrastructure, better energy. A lot of people talk about a just transition, which mm. means that the people who who need the most help are getting it. Ultimately, if done correctly, a policy like this would actually do much more to increase equity than it would to drive people further apart. And the people who are like putting the faces of poor teachers who drive to work every day to the front of the campaign are doing that very intentionally to like pull at your heartstrings, but that's actually not what they're interested in protecting. Yeah. And I mean, like that's where do you think the money is going to go? Like we take all this money and then we can make it more equitable for everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, like we can beef up the transportation system. We can make sub like we can add more cars to the subway line. We can potentially add more subway lines, more buses like this will make it more equitable uh, and the last thing I'll add, because I, I promised producer Ben I would be concise and I'm not at all. Um, the last thing I'll add is that um, a lot of the same people who, again, these moneyed interests are saying are harmed by things like congestion pricing mm. um, are also people who are harmed by excessive traffic. Yeah. People with disabilities like either need cars to be able to get where they're going fast because that's the only way they can travel or are unable to drive and just have to deal with a world built for cars that's yeah. congested with cars. Yeah, it's like, look, okay, we spent all this time locking these old people into car-centric infrastructure <laughs> and they have no other way of getting around. How dare you point out the thing that we did and try to fix it through a different method. Yeah, so yeah. ideally the effects of congestion pricing, which would be to reduce congestion, mm. have benefits for those people, like mm. one, reducing congestion, but two, making air quality better for um, you know people with pulmonary issues um, and that kind of thing. Again, I would love to do a longer episode because there's a lot more to talk about, but those are my the most concise I can make my thoughts on it. Excellent. Um, okay, here's, here's one more question from Alexander. Hey, Nicole and Raleigh. Hi, Alexander. Hi, Alexander. My husband and I are huge fans of the podcast in Climate Town. Our first question is, what do you think is the most impactful thing that your average person could do in the fight against climate change? I feel like this may have had subtle or not so subtle answers in some Climate Town episodes, but we think there could be some entertaining and informative discussion between both of you on climate deniers. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to give you- The pressure's you... on to be entertaining now. Oh, shoot. All right. First of all, get into your- silliest outfit uh no i think i think the answer is usually case dependent so there's not a, say the same thing there's not a blanket answer uh although it te for me my my advice tends to be like get involved in an organization yes. get involved on a local level get a lay of the land i think the the it's really easy to be hopeless and not know where to go and where to look and maybe you're looking at a a goofy painting <laughs> Um, but maybe you're looking at like, you're, you're staring down the barrel of a potentially apocalyptic style mm -hmm. social collapse of the middle class. And you're wondering like, what do I do? And, and there's not a lot of ways out. It seems the more you're able to venture out and see things and talk to people, the more informed you'll be and the better you'll be able to make a decision on what the next move is. Yeah. And I'll add to that, that like the, I can give you sustainability tips. Those are online everywhere, but you giving up meat 
which people should do, uh, is isn't going to have as much impact as like major policy changes that impact how much we emit and how many fossil fuels we consume. And we're going to get those major policy changes, not by individuals giving up something, Mm. um, but by collective action, which you got to be part of an organization. You you know, it's trust me. I've tried to like organize an improv team to go to rehearsals with eight people and it's impossible trying to get a nationwide movement. What is the app that you, you, uh, I'll start a, I'll start an, like an app thread. A doodle? A doodle, a doodle. God. God, I have done, I did fucking 1,000 doodles. Yeah. For like uh, the shittiest improv With that training. ended up having like two shows. Right, right. My <laughs> God. Um. So yeah, get get involved in an organization. And yeah. there's lots of like individual things that you can do. You can give up meat. You can uh, switch to electric or, or sell your car. You can take fewer international flights. If you have a private plane, you can cut that out. If but you have a private plane and you're listening to this, give us, give money. us a call. Give, give us, us a call. So much give money. us a call. Give us a call. It might be we'll ask for money at yeah. some point, but give us a call. Yeah. But you can't. You don't have time <laughs> on your private plane to give us a call. Come on now. Yeah, I think like there are all there. Like Nicole said, there's like Instagram posts that are like eight things you can do to reduce your carbon footprint. If the first seven aren't like immediately get involved organizing on a local level with eyes on like figuring out how to regionally change policy so mm-hmm. that you decarbonize a lot more than just your personal carbon footprint. That's probably not a great list to be taking to heart. Yeah, agreed. In America, we're like an individualist country. Hey, Nicole, I got 40 acres and I got two stallions and a bunch of cows. Raleigh's and I'm wearing making... two cowboy hats yeah. right now. And He's wearing 80 there's, there's gallons worth of cowboy one, hat. You can't see. I'm sitting on my chair. <laughs> um, anyway, like we're very like individuals first, like my way or the highway. So we look for solutions that are very like single person focused Mm -hmm. and also that's what sells and also that's what keeps policy off of corporations is if like people are concerned that they themselves are the problem and if i can just police myself hard enough i can get us out of this problem that will never happen that is not a path to success we actually have a climate town episode about the bp uh, oh i was gonna do that i was I, i was gonna say for more information on this you can check out climate town's video on your carbon footprint. Oh. The very first one. Very first one. Yeah, that is the very first one. Yeah. Somewhere there's like the prototype version of that that I showed at a inconvenient talk show. Really? Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll try to Patreon. clip it out and put it on Patreon. Yeah. It's just worse. <laughs> <laughs> it, which is literally the sell for Patreon. Yeah. Stuff that wasn't good enough to be free. <laughs> okay, Raleigh, I got one more question. Uh, and this comes from George Soros. Oh, great. And George Soros says, keep up the good work, guys. Also, can you cash that check from the other day? I've been trying to balance the books around here. Imagine if George Soros was balancing his own books. <laughs> like, what a guy. What a, like, an old school kind of, like, business guy with armband <laughs> suspenders. like one of those green visors. Yeah, he's just like, oh, man, I, I, I got two outstanding checks and somebody's got to, you know what, I'll just get him on the horn. No, they're probably busy. I'll, I'll subscribe set, to their I'll Patreon to their and Patreon. I'll submit a question. Yeah. Um, this is also just a fun reminder that one of the many benefits of signing up for our Patreon is you can pick whatever name you want. You you can pick uh you can pick a goofy name. Uh huh. You can pick a serious name. Uh huh. You could pick uh like a rock star name. Oh, that'd be fun. Like Johnny Domino. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I'm gonna be Johnny Domino. Okay. If you get a comment from Johnny Domino, it probably wasn't me. Actually, it's probably somebody who heard this and then changed their name to that. Probably. But it might be me. Still fun. Still fun. But also, you don't have to join our freaking Patreon. We're going to put almost all of it online for free. 
Don't so, say that. We well, need to give no, them something I, to join I the ba- Patreon. I'm trying to balance the emotional <laughs> books over here. I would love for you to join the Patreon, but honestly, I'm very psyched that you're even listening to this. So thank you so much for listening. And we're going to see you in season two. Here we go. Here we go. Greg, put a roller coaster sound in there. The Climate Deniers Playbook was created by Raleigh Williams, that's me, Nicole Conlon, and Ben Bolt. Our hosts are Raleigh Williams and Nicole Conlon, who is me, and our executive producer is Ben Bolt. The show is produced by Gregory Haddock and edited by Brittany Terrell. Our researchers are Carly Rizzuto, Knut Haraldson, and James Krugnail. Theme music from the smooth, sultry mind of Tony Dominic. And artwork by Jordan Dahl, who, yes, is technically my boyfriend, but that's not why we hired him. He's actually just really good at art. Special thanks to the Civil Liberties Defense Center. And to all of you who actually listen to the show. And apparently even the credits. Now that's dedication. So why are we sending women to the moon? (laughs) 